Here begins some incertainty. A place where not having certainties is not a fault, it's an opportunity. Be part of a conversation about mental health, self-care and much more with Francisca Venegas and Sebastián Valdez. Hi everybody, how are you guys? I am Sebastián Valdez and we're starting our new podcast about mental health and I'm here with Francisca Venegas in our podcast which is called Sana Incertidumbre. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very excited and you can call me Franny. I think it's shorter and the R is a little bit difficult to say so Franny it's okay. Okay you can call me Seba and maybe it's uh, easier. Some people call me Sebastian. Yeah. Sebastian. <laughs> but my name is Sebastian with uh, <laughs> an accent at the end but Seba is fine. Okay so This is a project that Francisca invited me into. It's a podcast about mental health. And we uh, are called Sana Incertidumbre. What is the meaning of that, uh, Francisca? Why is it in Spanish? <laughs> And also explain, please, the concept. Excellent. So I'm very pleased that you're going to learn Sana Incertidumbre. Those are two words that mean a lot to me. Mm -hmm. And they are based on the concepts of a very important professor for me called Barry Mason mm -hmm. from King's College London. And he had a theory where he said that we should move between uncertainty and certainty, mm -hmm. but focusing on having a safe uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And that word safe is very important. Mm -hmm. We are usually very afraid of the not knowing, of uncertainty exactly, of what are we going to do with our lives, what's going to happen with this pandemic mm -hmm. also. But that's life. It's impossible to have everything under control. And it will be very boring if you ask me. But of course, if we are in complete chaos, we also feel that we have no power. Yes. So when you put those two together, safe, but also uncertainty, it's like saying that you can have power in how you react, but to also have the space and flexibility to think, I'm not going to know everything, but that's okay. That's good. And that means that your identity can expand as well. Tomorrow is uncertain, but you know that you're going to be able to go through it. Yeah, because yeah, human beings, we're used to control everything. We control the nature. We have light coming out of these um, lighting bulbs, lighting bulbs. <laughs> we open the tap and we have a lot of water so the pandemic teached us that we cannot control everything and that if we keep the rhythm that we've been doing things since um, the last 200 years mm -hmm. we will keep having these um, stops in the way these bumps in the way that's the word that i was trying to <laughs> and as you also said it would be very boring to know everything with, that will happen in your life Basically, we want to transmit that to, to you guys. And that also happens when we think about people. For example, with mental health, there are a lot of diagnoses. Yes. And that also has to do with uncertainty. People want to know what's happening to me. Mm -hmm. Like, what does my mom have? Why is she reacting like this? Mm -hmm. But exactly that's the word. Like, what's happening to me instead of this is happening and I'm reacting to that. So to separate it a little bit from who mm -hmm. we are. So we can be experiencing depression, but that doesn't mean that we are depression, for example. Exactly. But we do that. We, we look for certainty, we look for diagnosis, we look for clarity. Mm -hmm. And that also happens, for example, if we're thinking about the LGTB community mm -hmm. class, because people can say, yeah, you know, I'm attracted to, to women and I'm also attracted to men. You have yeah, to decide. Exactly. Yeah. You need to decide. Or maybe it's just a phase. Maybe you're, maybe you're really, you're, you're gay. 
because you know, people think you don't want to exactly. you just don't want to admit it because we the humans we need to put people in boxes so we can understand we have stereotypes we have prejudices yeah. as well and it's impossible not to have them because we categorize as a way exactly. of surviving but that's the same conversation that me and seba had mm. before that was how much to share from ourselves. Yes, yes. It's because, a complex topic because exactly. we don't want to be exposed. But when you think about it, why is so bad to, to share, to be exposed? Why, what are we afraid of? Prejudice, stereotypes, exactly. or being put in a, a label very soon. Mm. Because we react to that. If I say that I'm from Chile, that means something to you. Maybe it's like, oh, I've never heard of the country before. Oh, I, I have a friend. And it's just where I'm from and you immediately have preconceptions. Shall we pass to that topic? Exactly. Where are we from? Well, we're from Chile. So we're going to be talking about the perspective of two Chileans living right now in Chile, but we've also lived abroad. I had the opportunity to study in the United States. And I had the opportunity, like I said, to study in London, and I also did uh, volunteer work in Brazil. So that's our background, a little bit of it. Not, not all, because uh, we're going to tell you more about us ourselves later in the uh, podcast. Uh, we're a seismic country. <laughs> we're very young. I think it's one of the largest countries in the earth. <laughs> I think our geography is also very different. Mm -hmm. It was very interesting when I was living in London to ask, like when people ask me questions about Chile, mm -hmm. they will assume that the whole Chile was the same. Like, oh, so now in Chile, it's raining. No. In some parts of Chile it's raining, in other parts it's not, because it's so long that in, we have the desert here and then we have yeah. the forest yeah. and yeah, we have the valley and then we have the coast. So it's very interesting if any of you have ever been to Chile, maybe you have experiences that we haven't had. So yeah, probably, very, probably yeah. maybe you know uh, some, I've never been in, for example, the deep south of Chile, like Torres del Paine. Mm -hmm. It's a natural park, very beautiful with amazing mountains. I've never been there. And a lot of Floridians um, yeah, come to Chile to travel and see those towers, those mountains. So, well, amazing nature, uh, seismic country, natural disasters, <laughs> very often, like we're located in the middle of the uh, fire ring of the Pacific, just as uh, many other countries, like for example, Japan or uh, some of the islands of the South mm. Southeast Asia. So we have a lot of uh, volcanic eruptions. The other thing that people say about us is like, not us, like Chileans, is that we speak very fast. Yeah. So maybe we will have that problem here as well. We will try to speak slower. Yeah. If you hear us in a daily basis, this is slow. Uh, <laughs> but we are not here representing Chile. We are not yeah. here representing South America either because mm -hmm. we are all very, very different. Yeah. We are just here to share how it is to experience life from mm -hmm. my perspective and Seba's perspective, mm -hmm. having also my experience as a psychologist, as a therapist, mm -hmm. so hearing lots of stories. And also, Seba, you have heard so many stories in your job as a journalist as well. Yeah. Well, maybe we should pass to that, or do you think it's uh, worth to speak more about Chile? I think uh, it's, it's okay, right? It will, it will come up. Okay, so, well, I'm a journalist, as Francisca said, as Francis said. Franny. Franny. <laughs> I work in um, mass media, in a TV station. I work behind and uh, in front of the cameras. I love my job, <laughs> of course. I always was good at communication, so that's why I decided to be a journalist. And, of course, I have interviewed a lot of people. I have uh, lived a lot of experiences with those people, 
also trying to help them to bring their problems and their experiences on screen in order to be heard. Why a journalist and a psychologist are doing a podcast about mental health? Maybe that's a question that many people who are listening to us now yeah. are asking <laughs> to themselves. I, I wanted to ask you, Seb, actually, what was it for you when I asked you to join me? I was delighted because uh, we we met in a in a university class. 2010. Maybe? 2010, yeah, but I don't know how to translate the name of the class. It was like uh, we were like talking about different abilities and strategies to communicate better. Yeah. And, and the truth is that we haven't spoke much in these years because we didn't have a lot of friends in common. But we were always like checking in to see how, how the other one was or in Instagram or by social media. So I was delighted when Fran asked me to be part of this project because I will be speaking from the point of view of the patient because as many of you have had, uh, I had issues in my life. I faced the different challenges. So I felt that I needed to, I needed help. I needed help in order to, to overcome those challenges. Okay, so I went to therapy and it was the best decision of my life. It was not a hard decision at all but it was very good for me. I improved my life in almost every aspect and also in the field of the human relationships. It was very, very good for me. And I couldn't be more thankful for people who helped me in this way. I will try also to encourage you if you feel that you need help to look for it because that's what we want to do here is just be a companion for you and also um, bring our experiences to the table so we can help you if we can. And I think you should also be grateful to yourself for taking that challenge. Yeah, Sometimes it's not easy to say I need help or I want a stranger to talk to me. Yeah. And, and I think that took courage. And it takes time. Thank you very much for, for your words, Fran. And it, it takes time. It's frustrating sometimes. It's sad. Mm. It's happy. It's uh, it's difficult. Sometimes you don't want to keep digging in some issue because it makes you feel terrible. The good thing is that it's good in the end. There's light at the, <laughs> at the end of the road. I, I don't know if I'm in the end of the road now. I don't Maybe think so. Maybe this little chapter. Yeah, but that's good for me because uh, definitely better than before. And I think for me as well as a, as a therapist, I appreciate so much when I have those moments where I can learn about myself more. Uh, I don't know if we have anyone here that is also a therapist or studying psychology or mental health, but at least in, in my case, I remember in the beginning, like the first year, thinking, oh, okay, I think this is a good path for me because people usually trust me and they tell me their secrets. <laughs> yeah. And the more I was learning, the more I was feeling, oh my God, I don't know anything about nothing. How can I be, how can I be of help to anyone? Yeah. And I was also like, so there's a very small line between I need to be an expert to help you and I don't need to be an expert or anything. But it's, it's a process because when you go to university, you usually want to learn something so you become better at it. Exactly. But in my career, at least how I was taught, you need to deconstruct that because you are not the expert of anything. You're just facilitating maybe a conversation. Maybe you're facilitating a different path so that person maybe needs mm. medicine, but sometimes they don't. But they are going to make the choice. But for example, when, I, when I'm talking to you or when I'm talking to my supervisors, for example, in, mm. in, in my job, I learned so much about myself. And I remember that in the beginning, I was very afraid of that. 
Like every time they will say, oh, okay, so uh, Franny, you are going next, you're going to see a couple. So what is your experience with uh, love? I'm mean, like, wow. oh, I don't want to talk about that. Like, yes. I need to be neutral. I don't want to be affected by any emotion before I see this couple. But actually, knowing how I relate to the idea of partners, to the idea of couple, of course, it's going to be with me when I'm in the session. And that's very valuable. But it's hard. Even us, that we study mental health, it's hard to talk about how we feel. It's hard to let that vulnerability out. Yeah. But now I feel that I'm, I'm a little bit more comfortable, never that much. But that's why I decided also to get involved in this podcast. Well, uh, I want to add something to that because the reason that made me participate in this podcast is because I believe I'm now a mental health advocate because I know how people when they're suffering feel. And some, of course, I don't. I haven't experienced all the suffering in the world, but I know how, to, how it is to feel. To, to feel I need help. So I want to promote that. I want people to to be able to understand that maybe that's the path for them to take. Or another one, maybe a group therapy, or maybe just learn how to take care of yourself, learn to listen to your body. There's a lot of ways you don't just have to make therapy in order to, to be healthier, or to have Sorry. mental health. It's just, I want to promote that, and that's what uh, brings me to this. And I'm very happy that you accepted it. Maybe that happened. That ha has happened to you guys as well. That you have a friend, but you don't actually talk to them very much, and then you connect somehow. Yeah. And I felt like that. I was thinking, how can I make this podcast like more like like a shared project? And then your name just came to my mind. Like I haven't talked to him in years, but I will try. So I'm very happy yeah. that you're part of this. And you. like you said, like uh, mental health is not something of service. Like. It's not our job to be the only ones that can talk about that, the only ones that can help you. Yeah. Mental health as the concept is like saying physical health. We all have mental health. Sometimes we have difficult problems, but mental health is just part of who we are. We have a, a brain, we have a mind. We have to take care of it. Exactly. We and have to learn how to listen. We to are it. with that every day. Yeah. Uh, and in different cultures, you can call it the souls, you can mm -hmm. call it different ways, but we are with that all the time. Mm -hmm. So maybe it will be your friend who can help you, maybe it could be, um, I don't know, a family member, maybe it can be a professor that said something that helped you. Like in my case, Barry Mason, he was very important for me when he said the word uncertainty because the whole year, the whole 2020 was uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And having him explain me that, it could be a safe one. It actually helped me during the whole year where I was living alone in London mm -hmm. because not knowing was not the worst thing. So that was very good. And also something or someone that can help you are pets. Yes. Okay, so I wanted to ask you about that because <laughs> um, in the podcast, you present your podcast with the name, with the music and with the cats. So what is the meaning of the cats? Why are them so important for you and for this podcast? In general, I love cats. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had the opportunity to meet your cat uh, upstairs. She was very nice. I, I'm more of a dog person. My dog is Ring, Ringo, <laughs> like Ringo Star from the Beatles. Sure. I love him. He's a little chitsu. <laughs> but I like your cat. So and my cat maybe... has helped me a lot. I have had her for like a month, and I already feel less alone. Mm. And she's just existing. And, and she's helping. Yes. So, yes, it's no secret that I love cats. <laughs> um, 
And those uh, drawings that you see, they are from a girl called Lucia Ferro. Mm -hmm. So she's the illustrator and she did those amazing cats for me. And I chose to put the cats not only because I like them, but also because I noticed that in my sessions, in the therapy sessions, I usually use cats as metaphors of how to take care of yourself, mm -hmm. of how to express and how to put boundaries. Mm -hmm. So if you have ever seen a cat, you know that you can try to pet them, but you are only going to be able to do it if the cat wants you to. Exactly. And we know that cats are like that, but when we do that as humans, we sometimes can feel, how can I say no? She's my friend, he's my friend, I need to say yes. Yeah. Or maybe I will sound rude if I say no. And that's something, for example, that if anyone from the UK is listening, that I learned in the UK, mm -hmm. it was a, a cultural difference. But if somebody didn't want to do something, I'm not saying that it was easier for them, but they could say, I don't want to. Mm. In Chile, at least in my experience, people will say, oh, you know what, maybe yeah. schedule, I'm not sure. That's a classic in Chile. Like, so uh, you cannot say just no. It's like, well, maybe we'll see what happens. Yes. I'll let you know later if I come by, I don't know. And then... And maybe you already you, knew that you couldn't or you, you didn't want to. Knew, yeah, and it's very hard for, yeah. for us Chileans to say no. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe because we think that the other people will think that we don't like them mm. enough. You you cannot also be sincere. Maybe I'm, I'm just tired. They will think that's rude. It's hard for us to say. So we need to learn from cats that yes. to put boundaries, to take care of yourself. Like cats will clean themselves. They're independent, but they also depend. So they show you that you can have both of them. You can coexist. Mm. You can be interdependent without being completely sucked into a relationship or being left out. So that and a lot of more mm -hmm. <laughs> analogies I do with cats, and I'm going to use those illustrations as well. So, well, we're doing this podcast in Spanish and in English. We're going to be having uh, guests in our shows. Will it be all the time or some of them? I think we will try to do it all the time, so it's more collaborative. So if you're listening to this and you want to participate, by all means, let us know. So. You don't have to be an expert in anything because we are not looking for expertise. We are looking for stories. We are looking for ideas mm. of how to know yourself better, how to love yourself better, how to maybe go through a process of grief if you have a different way of doing that as well. How have you lived this whole year, pandemic year as well? It's been hard. Sexuality, there's a lot of topics. Yeah, there are a lot of topics and we want, we want to hear you. We want uh, you to share your experiences with us. So maybe we, what else? Do, do we, are we missing something? Ah, I wanted to share an anecdote. Oh, go ahead. Um, it's very nice. When we were in college, we, we already had left uh, the university. I was hosting an event. It's about the connection that I have with, with Francisca. That maybe, coincidence. Well. Yeah, it's a coincidence because, well, also today we we had a coincidence because we met at, at the row or a queue if you're listening a from queue, the yeah <laughs> i don't know i, I don't know that uh, they say that they say queue yeah they say queue instead of line or row so we were doing it's a very hard word but yeah we were basically doing chores and we were also like doing things with health insurance yeah we had to do something with the health insurance and i was in the row on the queue and then francisca appeared was very funny. And we were wearing masks and we recognized ourselves. Yes. Like, oh. Yeah, it was very strange, <laughs> but it was funny. And this is another story similar. I was hosting an event about the international 
fair, mm -hmm. where people exchange could students. exchange students with, where all the uh, different countries had stands with information. And I had the role to be like, um, to speak and also to give some gifts to the people, make some different, uh, I'm missing a lot of vocabulary. I haven't spoke English in such, a, such, a, long, such a long time. <laughs> it's, your such second, a long... it's your second language, so yeah. it's fine. What do you say, concurso? It's like uh, games. Yeah, I was doing some games for the people and giving away uh, bottles or uh, English courses or anything, uh, keychains, whatever. I was getting paid for that. It was my <laughs> job for the afternoon. And I wasn't having a very good time because people weren't paying attention to the games. And uh, of course, I knew I, I wasn't mean to be the center of attention of the event because the center of interest was the exchange programs. But I was sad because I was making such a hard job to keep people interested and attracted to the event because my goal was also to attract people from the outside to come with my voice in the uh, in speakers. speakers. I had like a water break and there she was, Francisca. <laughs> and I said, yes, and she said hey, how are you, Sebastian? Oh, fine, but I'm, I'm feeling a little, little bit down because people are not paying attention to the games and I'm trying just to cheer them up, to make people have, laugh and have a good time. And they're not, they're just, and they're not even approaching to the stands. They're doing nothing. So she said a very um, psychological advice. She said, like, it's not the things they do to you. They're not doing things to you. They're just doing things. They're just acting in a way. They're not acting in a way towards you. The thing that you have to uh, pay attention to is how you react to the actions of these people, to the behavior of these people. So she put the responsibility on me and she also took me out of the role victim. <laughs> and, Only one phrase, apparently. Huh? <laughs> Only one phrase, apparently. Yeah. And for me, it was very special because she supported me in a moment that I wasn't having a very good time in my life in general. So it was nice. So I remember that with a lot of uh, love, tender, yeah. with yeah. tender, yeah. It's, always, it's a good memory between us, for me at least. For me as well, like, uh, I think it's almost magical how you can have an impact on someone, hopefully a positive one, yeah, it was. without even knowing that. Because I remember that anecdote, of course, and I have a different story of that. <laughs> but I don't remember what I said to him. And for him it was very important. Yeah, it was. So sometimes we are not even thinking of how can I be good, how can I be better at something, how can I support my friends or my family, sometimes you just do it. Mm -hmm. And not all the time uh, people will tell you exactly in the moment you help me. Sometimes it takes longer, sometimes you process the idea of so after. But sometimes we are so hard on ourselves because we have these big, huge expectations of how to be the best psychologist, how to be the best at this, how to be mm -hmm. happier. Uh, and we think that we are not achieving anything, but we have done so much already. We are here. Mm. And just to complete the other side of the anecdote, I was walking by the university campus that for me is, feels like a home because I'm not from the capital. So <laughs> my whole five years of, yes, we studied five years in undergrad in Chile. My whole five years I was in that campus. Mm. So I was walking by, not actually paying attention also to the fair because I was already out of college of the university and then I heard a familiar voice on the speakers of Seba that I haven't I haven't seen you in like four years probably yeah. three years but I stopped and I remember looking for you where are you to say hello and then you told me I'm going to have a water break so I waited for you mm. and because I was just walking by seeing all the programs all the programs were for undergrads yeah. and I found one that was postgrads 
And I know that this exists all over the world, so maybe you will know the name. It's mm -hmm. called ISEC. Yeah. Uh, it's an NGO of the youth and to help with the, the UN goals as well. Okay. Yes. And they said, do you want to have more information? And I was actually in a moment in my life where I have no knowledge of anything. Like uncertainty was everything, but a safe one because my parents were able to support me. I was mm -hmm. not pressured to have a job. I was studying a little bit more. And they offer, do you want to, to do a, a volunteer work for two months in another country? Mm. I have never lived in another country. And out of the blue, I said yes. And I went to Brazil for two months. And Amazing. that was <laughs> life changing. I completely love that. And that was because Seba was speaking. So I fulfilled the goal of the, the people from the university hiring me, which was to attract <laughs> people to the fair. Exactly. So that's so, good. Yes. Oh, very nice. So, well, I think maybe we should be wrapping it up. Mm -hmm. I wanted to mention yes. uh, that I think the other idea that we had of doing this also in English is because first, we have the privilege of knowing more than one language. Yeah. Uh, that's not, not very common, common which is not. In, People are very embarrassed of the, their English. Yeah. And also, I wanted to mention something that you said to me before we started this show. Now my English is getting better as I speak, <laughs> because when I started, I was very, oh, oh it's so hard. You said, Tran, don't apologize in the show because of your accent or because of your lack of vocabulary. Because this is our second language. So we don't want to be indulgent with ourselves, but yeah, it's, it's an effort. And we have the privilege to speak another language. Exactly. So that's it. So <laughs> I, I, and I think that's very important for everyone that is listening to not apologize for not being perfect. We are able to speak. We are able to have a conversation and we are able to share a little bit with a community that maybe doesn't have access to podcasts that are in Spanish. Uh, and the same happens to us. Like if something is in English with no subtitles, then a lot of, of the no. world gets out. The majority of other. the people watches yeah. Netflix and, and all the streaming platforms with uh, Spanish or Spanish. subtitles. No, even, they don't mm -hmm. even use the subtitles. Sometimes they just want it uh, doblado. They want it uh, yeah, with the mm -hmm. translation, is, with the voice in Spanish, with the guy doing whatever with the tonight <laughs> and with the voice in Spanish. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that damages them because, that, because they don't learn English. Well, but, but it's hard. I mean, it's, yeah, I know. The actors that double the voices are amazing. Amazing. We, we love them. Yeah. yeah. They make <laughs> They're like rock own. stars. They're like rock stars. But I was remembering, and just to, to drop it up as well, I was remembering when the, the movie Parasite, uh, the one that won the Oscars. Ah, and the director. Like the first the one that was not from the US yeah. or the UK. And I remember the journalists that was presenting that after the Oscars happened. Mm -hmm. And she said, I haven't seen it because I hate watching things with subtitles. <laughs> and I remember how I felt because I remember feeling I have seen, I have been doing that my whole life. Yeah. Because of course, like there the, are so many things that I don't want English to The English speaking world are not used to that because yeah. the majority of the culture that actually dominates culturally, it's produced in those countries. Mm -hmm. So we are used to that. That's our life. And I think a very nice thing to say of my journey in UK is that there's so much, like so many cultures, so many accents, yeah. and nobody's saying like uh, I should speak better. But every time that I had a, a guest in my podcast in the UK yeah. uh, that was from Chile or from Colombia, or they will always say I'm sorry for my English. They will always say that. So we're not going to do that. We don't speak perfectly. That's we the last time we do it. Yes. <laughs> we know first last. if you have questions about something we said you can comment on that of course we are not native speakers but we do our best and yeah. that's enough 
yeah. I want to say another thing. Mm -hmm. The people in Chile, they are very afraid to speak English. That's the main challenge. Mm -hmm. They are embarrassed to speak. So we're trying to um, tear down that, yeah. that barrier. And also, my head is hurting right now after speaking, <laughs> it happens. After speaking for 30, 33 minutes in English. I remember <laughs> when I was studying abroad, every day when I came back to my dorm after a day speaking in English, my head hurt. And that maintained it for like a month and a half. It was crazy. Then I started to think and sleep and uh, read in English. And that's when I was uh, starting to live a bit in life. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's it. That's and I invite all of you to think of what makes you feel embarrassed. Yeah. It can be the accent, it can be like, yeah, I will leave it to you. Because we all have those moments where like, we don't want people to notice them. So yeah. we feel if we apologize first, then it will be better. But we don't but need to not. apologize. Yeah. Okay, so we're crossing this uh, episode now of Sana Incertidumbre from Santiago, Chile, right now. Uh, thank you, Francisca. Thank you, guys, for watching us, for your time. And uh, we hope to have been a uh, companion for you and entertainment, maybe, and also uh, motivated you to understand and get more educated about mental health. And also, as, I, as we told you before, please write us, make us questions, and if you want to participate in the show, you're more than welcome. And talking about that, we are going to have an amazing guest for the next chapter. Her name is Ellie, and she also had an initiative to create a podcast called Practice Make Progress. And she was part of my podcast in, when we were in the UK. And she's going to help us to do this, to talk about mental health, to talk about self-knowledge, to talk about self-care. So please tune for the next one. Bye-bye. Have a good day, night, or afternoon, whatever you're watching <laughs> us, whenever you're, yeah. wa you're watching us or listening Let us know us. where you're watching us from. Yeah. Bye-bye. Goodbye. That was Sana Incertidumbre, a podcast about mental health, self-care, and life itself with Sebastián Valdés and Francisca Venegas. You can find us on Instagram in at San Incertidumbre and be part of the conversation.